and we're back. This is Dump on the Ump. Season 5, Week 9. Ostensibly a baseball podcast. Ladies and gentlemen, thank you very much for tuning in this evening. Monday, March 4th. Broadcasting live from Champaign, Illinois. My name is Joel. With me tonight, as per usual, are Sam and Eli. Fellas, how's it going? Hey, Joel. Uh, how you doing? This is Sam. I'm broadcasting live, as usual, from Brooklyn, New York. Uh, my hot take tonight, some kind of a trend of hot takes about sports figures that I dislike, has to do with Tim Tebow. Um, <clears throat> and I was watching a preseason baseball game today. The Red Sox were playing the Mets, and the Mets were playing baseball. And Tim Tebow, when he was in the NFL, everyone was like, oh, this guy's too small to play in the NFL. But on a Major League Baseball state field, he's huge. He's like a really, really like big baseball player. So I thought that was kind of interesting that Tim Tebow is only NFL small. He's not like regular small. Right. He'd be NBA tiny. Yeah, well, he'd be NBA short, but he wouldn't be like. He looks like a slugger, you know what I mean? Like, I was expecting him to be like a little outfielder, but he looks like a, he looks like a, you know, corner, like a outfielder circa 1996, you know, he's juiced. Gotcha. Yeah. And he's like 32. And then right. the minor. Yeah. <clears throat> right. Yeah, I hate that guy, but good for him for sticking it out, I guess. There you go. God's got a plan. Hey, what's up, everyone? This is uh, Eli. I'm coming at you from Boston, um, where my hot take is out of. Uh, fast approaching our uh, fantasy baseball uh, drafts, and I'm telling all and everyone to uh, not sleep on Dustin Pedroia, the future Hall of Fame second baseman for the Boston Red Sox, who uh, is making a comeback. And I'm calling it now. You heard it on Dump on the Ump for the first time, March 4th, 2019. This is Dustin Pedroia's biggest season to come. Okay. You have, you have like, so you having a really good spring, or that's just a vibe that you have? Well, he, he, uh, he's just picking back up the, the full workout period, and he jacked a home run this morning out of center field and batting practice. He said afterwards that he's never done that before. All right. Dead center. He's got some old man strength, maybe. Yeah. Or he's juicing. (laughs) (laughs) That could be a theme. Old man strength. (laughs) Uh, Ladies and gentlemen, again, my name is Joel Champagne, Illinois. My hot take tonight, the NFL combine is fucking stupid. Why is it called a combine? I do not know the answer to that question. What does combine mean? To combine things? You're combining one pointless activity with another pointless activity? Wait, and, isn't combine, is it, like, isn't that part of, like, a dam? Is it? Is it? I don't okay. know. That's a turbine. 
Oh, right. Right? They should call it the NFL turbine. No. Is that a thing? That's a part of a dam. Yeah, that's what they should call it. Oh, a group of people or companies acting together for a commercial purpose, such as a powerful industrial combine. So it's like all the NFL teams get together for the nefarious purposes of watching 21-year-olds run the 40-yard dash in skimpy outfits. Right, just perving out on these hot college kids. <laughs> That's what they're doing, I swear to God. Yeah. The Catholic Church is there like, eh. <laughs> <laughs> yes. That's very gross. Yes, disturbing. But that's, that's, we're going there. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, thanks for everybody who listened to us last week. Uh, we went deep on uh, legalized gambling, which I highly recommend. I think we did a good job on that one. Also talked about Manny Machado to the San Diego Padres. Talked about Edmond, Oklahoma, UI. Introduced us to the Gorn. So if you have the time and the inclination to check out last week's episodes, shout out to our cities. Uh, Brooklyn, New York, Champaign, Illinois, Middlebury, Vermont, Quincy, Massachusetts, Cincinnati, Ohio, Providence, Rhode Island. Special shout out. To Holly, Pennsylvania, population 1,211, small town in northeastern Pennsylvania, near the New York border, coal mining town, and was home of Charlie Gelbert, a football player. And I went down a crazy Wikipedia hole learning about this guy. Have you guys ever heard of the 1903 World Series of Football? No. Hmm. Nope. So, this guy, Tom O'Rourke, was the manager of Madison Square Garden. And he needed something to fill up Madison Square Garden on New Year's Eve 1903. So he decided to have the biggest American football tournament of all time. He invited the best football teams in the Northeast, all the Madison Square Garden, but it would be essentially a three-day tournament with five different teams. Problem is, Madison Square Garden is like not the size of a football field. It's like the size of a basketball field. It's the size of a basketball court. So, and this is the era of incredibly dangerous American football also. So five different teams showed up. One from Long Island, one from New Jersey, the New York Knicks, and one team from Syracuse. Only the New York Knicks were in the right place. <laughs> right. <laughs> now, the, the great thing is that there was one team that was the ringers. Like, basically, the whole tournament was set up so that this one team that was just called the New York team, even though they were all made up of guys from Philadelphia, was basically set up to win. The funny thing about this was the Syracuse team figured this out. 
that there was essentially going to be a, a ringer team that was going to wipe everyone else out. Think of it like the dream team. So the Syracuse team went out and got their own ringers, including uh, Pop Warner and a bunch of guys who played for the Carlisle Indian School, which was the best college football team at that time. So unbeknownst to everyone at Madison Square Garden, the Syracuse team showed up with, like, a really, really good team. And they ended up upsetting the quote-unquote New York team in the first round, went on to win the tournament. They beat the Long Island team 36 to nothing in 30 minutes. After 30 minutes of play, they called the game because it was too violent and one-sided. Like, Man, you really so did cool. deep that dive down into a wicked. Oh, my God. Like, <laughs> I was so into this. Like, like, Sounds like a bloodbath. Yeah, it was a bloodbath. People were getting con- uh, concussions. One of the sides of the football arena was just a wall that people would get slammed into. Nice. Um, the punts would go the entire distance of the field. Because it was in Madison Square Garden. It was in Madison Square Garden. Right. The wooden flooring of the garden was taken up, and the gridiron was laid down on earthen surface, which proved to be rather sticky and holding for fast work. The goal lines were 70 yards apart, and the width of the playing space was scarcely more than 35 yards. So what does this have to do with this this place, Holy Pennsylvania? Uh, their guy, wait, what was his name? Uh, Charlie Gilbert, three-time All-American offensive end, was on the Ringo team from Philadelphia. Ah. Interesting. And that I was mean, at the time when an offensive end was like someone who picked up defensive ends and carried them down the field and smashed them into that wall. Right. Yeah. Basically, everybody could do anything also. Man, those were the days. I imagine this tournament as something halfway between the Dream Team in 1992 and professional wrestling. Right, or Bloodsport. You know that yeah. Damn movie? Was that Jean-Claude Van Damme? Yeah, and there's <laughs> just that one guy who's like that Japanese super ripped like guy who just is like killing everybody. Right. The bad guy. Yeah. Who kills John Claude Van Damme's buddy. Right. The yeah. unbreakable guy with the unbreakable head. And he kills him. Yeah. That's a good movie too. Yeah. <laughs> similar. Similar to this story. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> Probably this was the basis for that movie. I think it was. <laughs> So what's up, Holly, Pennsylvania? Also, hey, thanks for everybody who gave us a review last week. Really appreciate it. Now read them right now. Hey, Ariel Brilliant. She writes, five stars. This podcast has officially rocked my socks. Go socks. I want to meet these guys in, post- in person and give them all high fives. Nice. Fuck yeah. Definitely looking for a high five from her. (laughs) 
and Five Stars, Funny Dudes by Mike Balanov. These guys are the type of fellas I want to have a beer with and gamble on some sports. That's right. Obviously listen to the sports gambling <laughs> podcast. Or not, because I think we all said how we didn't really do sports gambling or know anything about it. But we're bad at it. <clears throat> right. Yeah. But we're learning. Yes. It should also be noted that that uh, Ariel fellow is actually Ariel and is a dude. Um, I'm like I'm like 50% sure. Oh, well, it says Ariel. <laughs> <clears throat> Thanks for the reviews, fellas. <laughs> to uh, spread the word. Um yes, and if you're listening, check us out on Apple iTunes, check us out on SoundCloud. Tweet at, tweet at us on Twitter. Check us out on our Facebook page. So, some things happened in baseball last week. Yeah. Bryce Cooper got signed by the Philadelphia Phillies. He got paid. Years. Oh, sorry. Go for it. No, go for it. 13 years, $330 million. There's no opt-out clause uh, and a full no-trade clause. It's the largest contract in sports, American sports history, by $30 million. Now, it's the longest in that term, but it's also the longevity, because per year, what's he getting? He's not getting $30 million a year, is he? Well, uh, no, it would be... It's not a straight breakdown, either. Uh, <laughs> right, it's, it's front-loaded, I think, right? So it's about $25 million per year. That would be the average if you okay. did an extended 13-year period. But, um, yeah, that doesn't, that doesn't break down that way perfectly. My one takeaway reading about this was I was a little bit surprised how much emphasis Harper seemed to place on 13 years locked in without the opt-out clauses. It seems that he is dedicated to being in Philadelphia for a long time. Yeah, why do you think that is? I don't know. For sure he'd go to L.A. because he's from Las Vegas. Yeah, what was it that was so appealing to him about the Philadelphia Phillies? $330 million, maybe? <laughs> well, it wasn't that. It was uh, 13 years, I think. Yeah. Uh, yeah, all of these guys are looking for length of contract because wasn't it Manny Machado was offered more money per year by Chicago or somebody offered them more money per year for fewer years? Yep, eight years. He was only going to get eight years from the White Sox, hmm. and he got ten from San Diego. So players are going for that job security. Yes, by hard court. I mean. I, it's just, I don't know. Well, we're going to talk more later in the week about deals <clears throat> that are being made and how much players are getting paid. But um, it's hard to wrap your mon- mind around that that number. Sam, do you have that math that you you broke down um, or that Chappelle broke down earlier this week? Oh, yeah. I got a, I got a text breaking this down earlier this week uh, from good friend and huge fan of the show, Sammy B. 
Uh, let me see if I can find it here. I got it. Uh, here it is. I got it. So this had to do with the, with the Bryce Harper signing and the contract, an average breakdown of his contract. So if he has an average of 550 at-bats per year, that's 7,150 at-bats over the course of his 13-year uh, contract, assuming he doesn't get hurt, obviously. $330 million, that's $46,153 per at-bat. Now, the median household income... Of well, wait, 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 slow down. What's his per at-bat? Per at-bat, $46,153 per oh, at-bat. Yeah. That's about exactly what I make in a year. So he goes to bat, swings at one pitch, pops it up to the shortstop, sits back down. That's that's forty six thousand one hundred and fifty three dollars. Yeah. The median average income of the city of Philadelphia is forty one thousand dollars a year. So. So every at-bat, he is making more than the median income of the average Philadelphia. Right. Philadelphia. Every, every time he fouls out to the catcher. Right. Huh. Yeah. He hasn't had very good seasons the last couple of years, too, either. Right. It's crazy. It's not crazy to think about. Okay, but now do that for, like, Jeff Bezos. You know, every time every time he inhales, he makes my average salary. Right. Probably more, my friend. Right. <laughs> yeah. to break it to you. Yeah. Every, every time he takes a dump, he makes more money than you will in your entire career. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> yeah. And he has <laughs> diarrhea regularly. Yeah. 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 That guy is on like a high-fiber diet. So well, okay. <laughs> so so quickly, I mean, is this make the Phillies the NL East favorites? That division is so wide open. Like, who knows? Right. Yeah. I'll tell you one thing. It did do is that uh, immediately after signing the deal, the Phillies sold a record amount of tickets immediately after and like the owner said it was the fastest within one period of time ever that they had yeah. sold and he's already bro broken the record for jersey sales yeah. this year so far which is you know unsurprising but just proves that he's more popular than uh manny machado out in milwaukee right yeah well philadelphia though is an excitable fan base you know, yeah. uh, like Machado goes to Milwaukee. No one even notices because they're too interested in the Bucks right now. But <clears throat> for a city like Philadelphia, they have a very passionate fan base. And like this kind of move, it's a lot of money. And the guy's making more money every time he steps up to the plate than most, you know, the average household in Philadelphia. But for a team like the Phillies, with a fan base that is like looking for a reason to be engaged, it's like a smart move to bring in a player of that kind of uh, that kind of notoriety, I guess. The Phillies also brought in John Segura this year. 
don't know. They'll have. They've got some guys. Yeah, yeah they. They could be going for it. I mean, like Sam said, though, it's just such a weak division that it's. You know, you could perform really well in the division and then immediately get smoked out of the water with the first team that you face in the playoffs. Yeah. From the West. From the West. So that's good. We'll talk more about that later. You guys have been watching some of the spring training? I have not. No, I just watched today. It was the first time. Yeah. Any impressions? I mean, it was great. It was so nice. And then they pulled all the starters and I changed channel. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Yeah. Typical spring training. Right, exactly. But it was good. I caught some of the Mets Red Sox. Uh, You know, potential World Series matchup. Just saying that right now. Um. And, you know, it's hard to tell with spring training. It was just really nice to be watching baseball and just kind of hear the crack of the bat and, you know, watch people spit and grab their balls, that sort of stuff. Yeah. Yeah. There was also, yeah. like, a, almost a foot and a half of snow in Boston today, over the night last night. So it uh, it's nice to think that spring and baseball is on its yeah. way somewhere yeah. somebody is playing baseball right it, it was four degrees when i went to work this morning <laughs> oh, it's much god damn yeah I'm, I'm ready for winter to be over you guys uh, uh all right well maybe we'll talk about i mean spring training spring training though right the games don't count nobody matters right everyone's just working on their stance yeah. Uh, everyone's working on their mechanics, getting their at bats in, you know, lifting weights. Yeah. Probably partying on yachts a lot. They're all in Florida, you know. Yeah. Or Arizona. <laughs> Whatever the Arizona equivalent to a yacht is. <laughs> They're like sledding down sand dunes. Yeah, exactly. Out boon like, buggies. Partying in an RV, maybe? No, it's yeah, like a, dune buggies. That's like a Mad Max like fortress in the desert that's like a nightclub, probably, you know? Yeah. That's why like people coming back from Florida are all relaxed and people coming back from Arizona are just strung out. Yeah. It's like serious PTSD. Like people coming back from Arizona. Yeah. <laughs> uh, a couple quick <laughs> headlines come out picture wise. And Kershaw has got some um, uh, rotator or shoulder inflammation is li- unlikely to be the starter for the LA uh, Dodgers for opening day, which is, you know, big news coming out from the um, from the World Series team. And also a shout out to John Lester, who's been named the Cubs opening day starter again. Um, that guy's got to be pushing it, but damn, he's been pretty dang consistent ever since he was with the Red Sox and now through the Cubs organization. I think Kershaw not starting might be a big deal. I am still impressed, negatively impressed, that the Dodgers, they didn't get Harper or Machado. They lost Machado. Have they added anyone over the offseason of no new Joe Kelly. 
Joe Kelly. Yeah, they Joe shipped Puig to Cincinnati yeah. for a rock of chili, and then <laughs> haven't done anything since. Yeah. I don't know. Milwaukee Padres, NL West champs. Yeah. They could be making a move. Yeah. I just don't see it. I, You know, I just... It's yeah. like good players go to retire, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, actually, I think I like the Rockies right now uh, in that division. Um, last thing before we go, Jason Witten, uh, speaking of old man strength, <laughs> leave the broadcasting booth to return to the Cowboys. Is this? Uh, is he just paving the way for his buddy Tony Romo to do the same thing? Yeah. This is like the uh, the same as the White Sox signing all of Manny Machado's buddies. <laughs> the Cowboys are trying to woo Romo out of the out of the booth. I just like how Jason Witten was like, "Man, this broadcasting thing isn't working out for me. I better just <laughs> leave and go play for the Cowboys." Sucked <laughs> <laughs> at it. Romo is good at broadcasting and not getting tackled. Yeah. I don't know why I don't know why I dislike Jason Witten. It's very weird. I shouldn't have anything against him. I just don't like that guy. Right. I think because I feel I don't like the Dallas Cowboys. I think everyone's always talking about how great Witten is. I don't know. He's not my guy. He just he has a name like the like bad guy or like the antagonist from like a high school movie. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like Jason Witten is the guy who like beats up beats everyone up, you know? He's the the bully in a eighties high school movie. Right. And yeah. he still is that guy. He like he never stopped being that guy, you know? He'll sweep the leg. I didn't think he was such a bad broadcaster. I feel like I've read a lot of stories since he made that announcement come out saying that he was garbage in the booth and the only Time that I felt like he was sort of awkward is when the camera was on him. But huh. that, like, his analysis and voice were not, they were sort of non script, you know, they were fine. Right. Do you think they'll keep having players? I mean, I feel maybe I'm totally making this up, but I feel like players are going directly from the field to the booth much quicker now than they have in the past. Do you think that's a trend? Do you think that's going to continue? I, I think it was a generational thing. There were uh, like a couple people who had been doing it forever who had sort of reached retirement age. And this is sort of the, the new wave of announcers coming in right now who will probably be around for like 30 years. Yeah. So there's just so much more media out there. True. Than there used to be. It used to be like Fox and NBC and CBS, and that was it for like sports coverage. And now there's like NFL Network, MLB Network, NHL Network, each, you know. Fox Sports One. Fox Sports One, ESPN, you know. You know, everyone's got, everyone is employing like 100 broadcasters, and there's a lot more work, and there's not enough people coming out of communication school, I guess. I don't know. Right, right. Well, and that was my question. You've got 
players going into it. What about coaches? You had John Gruden, and everybody hated him. Um, or or journalists. I thought that people liked Joe, Joe uh, Gruden. That's like how he got that mega deal with the Oakland Raiders. Because uh, I hated him. It's the same way that now people are calling for A Rod to go be the coach of the New York Yankees. You know, it's like they they stand in front of a mic and they say some dumb shit, and people are like, "Oh my god, this person should be making decisions." Right, and then they date J Lo, and everyone's like, "Oh, you're forgiven, A Rod." <laughs> Fucking <prick. laughs> Uh, yeah. <laughs> Fuck you, A Rod. All right, we got our anti A Rod thing in. All right, ladies and gentlemen, um, that's it for the highlights and headlines this week. Thanks very much for listening. Be sure to check us out on all your social media platforms. I was reading a thing that I'm supposed to actually say the URL of our SoundCloud because it's really weird. It's soundcloud.com slash ump n hemp. U-M-P-N-H-E-M-P. Umpenhemp. Cool. Yeah. <laughs> we have like a marijuana thing going on? Yeah. <laughs> well, we, also, we also sell full-spectrum CBD oil, so. <laughs> <laughs> it's dump on the up with the first letter taken off of each word and then smooshed into one word. Umpenhemp. <laughs> <laughs> so check us out on that. Uh, we will see you again later this week where we will talk more about Harper and Machado and the big paydays that baseball players are finally getting during this off season. Thanks very much for listening. You guys, anything I'm forgetting? Nope. All right. All right, ladies and gentlemen, thanks very much. Have a good evening and a pleasant day.